Well, hey, hey, hey. Hey there. Hey. Happy Thursday. Yay. It's Thursday. We are like at the midpoint of the year. Yeah, yeah. We are? It definitely feels like the midpoint of the year. Good Lord. Warm. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't, I don't even know what it feels like. Yeah, where are you, Greg? Uh, I'm in Charleston now. Um, South Carolina. I've never been here before. Have you guys ever been to Charleston? Gorgeous. Been through it. Been through it a couple times. Yeah. It's really something. Very beautiful. Didn't, I I guess I'd heard, I'd only heard things like, oh, it's so beautiful down there, et cetera. I didn't realize it's actually kind of a big party town. A lot of people plan weddings and bachelorette parties, et cetera. Mm -hmm. A lot of bars down here. Kind of some, not all of it, but some areas have kind of a New Orleans-y type of vibe. Mm -hmm. It's Southern, obviously. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and beautiful architecture. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. I'm definitely enjoying it. It was uh, a four-day run with the Red Knots. All the shows were great, and uh, we ended up here, and now I'm staying with my friend Tom Murphy, one of my best friends uh, from middle school. He actually coincidentally moved down here a month ago uh, as part of like the COVID, uh, mm-hmm. what do you want to call Exodus. Exodus from the <laughs> cities. Sure, you know, sure. he was, the Great he was in, uh, <laughs> exactly. He, he was working, and I believe, and his wife as well, were both working remotely in the DC area, and they were like, what? You know, our money could go so much further here. Let's yeah. let's do it. And they have they have uh, beautiful uh, twin baby boys, and mm. uh, and he has a four year old son as well. So I, I said, hey, can you put up with another kid for a couple of days? <laughs> <laughs> so well done, yeah, well done. And he said yeah, no, so but you still showed up. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I was like, come on, man. Yeah, I convinced Please. him. It took hours, That's but awesome. I convinced him. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, one of my one of my good doing? buddies had a uh, a wedding down here, and uh, I guess it was on Tybee Island, which is okay. right off shore like from. I've seen uh, that on side. Yeah, right near Charleston. It's a beautiful area, right and, I, and like you said, the architecture is just amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it is really sure cool. Is. It's one of the oldest uh, U.S. cities, I believe. That's right. So, you know. So, anyway, yeah, it's 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 been cool to be here, and. Um, this weekend, I'm going to be out in Ohio, and then Nashville, and then Atlanta. It's just crazy routing, but it's, it'll all work out. Mm. Um, and then uh, I'll be off for a while. But if you're in any one of those places, go check out our tour dates at redhotchilipepperstribute.com and come to a show. We've been having a lot of fun out there. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. But uh, how are you guys doing? Doing, doing good. good. Much less lively <laughs> than that, but doing great. Well, yep. I'm at home well, in the basement. Where I was, was last week, <laughs> so well, that's cool. Well, you know. <laughs> did you ever get that basketball hoop set up, Nick? You, a couple weeks darn ago, right I did. Of course yeah? I did. Yes, absolutely. Still standing now. Absolutely. That's a that's like a home improvement side podcast right there. <laughs> that's a story and a half. But yeah, we got it in the ground. You should build fallen. this out. You should you should maybe build this if you want. Yeah, you should pay someone else to do this. Is actually you what the should, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should give. You up. should pay someone else to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Or, or you know what? How about just you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You should. You should My not. lessons from home improvement. Yeah. <laughs> you, mean, you mean home improvement like the show with Tim Allen or? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson really is what we're looking for. Wilson. That's it. Oh, Wilson. Uh, nice dude. man. Well, we got played, a lot to, uh, to talk Pretty about. awesome gig last Friday, out in the yeah at uh, Miss Janine yeah, Wilson's house. Yeah, it was great, man. Uh, gotten a bunch of views. It turned out really well. Mister Nick Carroll came out and joined us for a couple nice. songs on guitar. It was great. Nice shout out to Nick Carroll. Yeah, man. But it was whew, it was outside. It was about ninety-seven Oof. degrees. You know, with like God. the humidity was just epic man <laughs> we all had our yeah. little Ooh. towels you know but it, it was it was yeah. great and it was uh gosh it's just nice to get out there and play for people man oh, so of course. much fun. yeah it's amazing it's funny the, the the first show of this run was actually in uh, north carolina and uh it was uh, it was outside it was oh yeah it was hot and we couldn't like every song you know i would look over at our bass player and I'd be like, dude, you got to start this one. But I just see him just wiping his arm, like just cannot get all the sweat off, you know. Uh, it's like it's like this stuff is hard to play as it is, let alone mm-hmm. greasing you know, up like a slip and slide. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, there you go. Sweet. Summertime, summer vibes. Yeah, man. Indeed. Well, what do you say we get this bad boy started, boys? Let's do this. I'm ready. Check it. 
Yes, 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 that's right. Broadcasting live from the heart of summer 2021. This is You Ooh. Should Check It Out. This is episode 102, boys. And uh, my name's Jay. And I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. Man, it's great to have you guys here. We got a lot of stuff to cover. We got some news. We got some notes. We got some music to play. Uh, we awesome. got a lot of stuff to get to. So, Nick, I think you're up first, buddy. What you got I am for indeed. Us? I am indeed. I'm going right. to kick things off. I actually I hate to do this. But mm. I have two remembrances this week. We lost. <sighs> uh, we lost two people that I just wanted to at least get a nod to before we before we carry on with the rest of the episode. Um, sure. The uh, the legendary rapper uh, Biz Markie passed away yes. this, this this past week. At, mm-hmm. uh, died at age 57 from type 2 diabetes. And I, I got to be honest, I I was just just the amount of of uh, the volume of tweets. <laughs> from all these different mm. artists from all over the place, like from, you know, independent DJs that I've absolutely never heard of and never will again <laughs> to, you know, Questlove and, and yeah, just, just all over the place. Um, he was, uh, he seemed like a real uplifting spirit in the hip hop community. Um, yeah. Right. And, and yeah, and basically it had some, uh, some, some uh, medical issues and, uh, and unfortunately succumbed, succumbed to those earlier this week. But, I don't know. Anytime I see like an outpouring like that from just all over the place, like fleas on there, you know, mm. tweeting like crazy, and it just just all over the place. Just all these artists just diving in, just to say like anybody who anybody who he touched seemed to leave a a very long standing impression. Um, yeah, the, the love seemed to run pretty deep for Mr. Marquis. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh he's from uh, our neck of the woods. Was so it? this all happened Friday night, the night of the gig, and we were talking about it. And Nick Carroll said the same thing that he used to hang out uh, near Hyattsville in College Park, which I yeah. had no idea. Is that right? I believe so. And you know, it, it was through other friends of mine that yeah, I would hear things like that. And I believe he was born in Baltimore. I I, I, I could be I could be wrong. We might need to do a Wikipedia he's, check he's on that. He's from New York, but it, he passed in Baltimore where he had lived for some time. He passed. So, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and I think some, I think a friend of mine posted something about like, oh, he used to swing by, uh, you know, Laurel Mall, um, <laughs> and uh, and also would hang out. Oh, he used to go to oh, like Omega Recording mm. Studios, which is in Rockville, mm. Maryland. Right. Right. Yeah. And do some sessions. Anyway, yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, man. Yeah. So so to kick things off, why don't we listen to his uh, his, uh, his his very famous "Just a Friend"? Why don't we listen to that song? Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be good. <laughs> I love this one. Yeah. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Because when I asked, do you have a man, she tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. I'm not even going for it. That's why I'm going to sing. You, you got what I need. But you say he just a friend. And you say he just a friend. Love it! Wow, <laughs> love it. Uh, it! I hear. Yeah, maybe, to... maybe you can confirm this, Greg. I hear that you know, despite he was kind of as a, like a novelty act a little bit, and he always did these like kind of sing along choruses that, of course, highlighted his uh, less than proficient vocal skills. But apparently, he was a really, really, really good freestyle rapper. You know, it's it. I, I wouldn't. I couldn't uh, confirm or deny that. <laughs> based on what I know, but I am definitely more inclined to to do a little more research because I do love taking the deep dive in the in the hip hop stuff. So yeah, yeah. Well, consider um, it a potential handoff then. Cool. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes. It's it, I, that last song. I mean, it, it almost has 
It's like if Wes- it's like if someone produced yes. Wesley Willis. Yes. <laughs> yes, I actually had that thought too. Yeah. It's like it's that like it's that that's just silly sloppy, like for yeah. for its own aesthetic sake. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's totally. Awesome. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Bismarcky, rest in peace, my friend. Um, that's uh, you will be missed. Yeah. Um, yes. The other one that we lost this past week, um, it was actually just the past couple of days, um, was uh, Robbie Steinhardt, uh, who mm. was the mm. was the co-singer and violinist for Kansas. Oh, um, oh. okay. Um, and oh, gotcha. And he his was kind of like uh, he, they thought he was on the mend. He had had like an episode back in May, and he was getting ready to come back home, and then all of a sudden took a turn for the worst and and, mm. and passed. He was seventy one, but for a band that I grew up that was around the household quite a bit growing up. Yeah, I, um, I imagine that that band was played a lot. And he really hustle. was the linchpin of that band. I mean, for, from a, the thing that made, what's, what's the thing that distinguishes Kansas? Um, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's the violin, um, mm-hmm. uh, the violin's presence in, in like yeah. this, you know, I don't know, light progressive rock seventies, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. group, but man, I, uh, I was watching this, uh, I was filling some time last, <laughs> last weekend and I mm-hmm. was, I hit on this. It was like a two hours of just MTV unedited from the eighties, like very really? early MTV, and they played an entire clip of Kansas. Like it was a music video, but it was them performing live. And man, mm. what a weird mashup of like, like kind of like a late Southern rock band, but mm-hmm. with like a lot of like Yes influences, like mm-hmm. progressive Southern rock. It was bizarre, man. And yeah. what was wow. interesting about it is like they had all these racks and racks and racks of synthesizers, but one of the guys was playing guitar like he would switch back and forth between like shreddy 80s lead progressive guitar and then go back over to the synths too. It was it was crazy band, man. Yeah. Yeah, Wild Ride. Their their live stuff is is definitely if you ever want to give them a shot listen to one of their live albums because they, okay. they put on a heck of a show right but um but yeah he was he was uh he was quite the musician and i was reading about him just interesting guy and uh so i thought go ahead and give him his, his due as well why don't we listen to uh what did i what did i give you song for america song for america him. yeah That's funny, man. Wow. When I was trying to make the clip for that, mm-hmm. I, I just kept waiting for it to like reach like kind of a stop crescendoing and start building and start like reach a point where it kind yeah, of yeah, settled down yeah. a little bit. But no, nope. just kept adding stuff. No, nope. dude. Nope. I don't know if I've ever heard more modulations <laughs> in a rock song. <laughs> just like, wow, that's amazing. Is that all instrumental? It's like no, ten minutes vocals long. Come in, voc- vocals okay. come in about 15, 20 seconds later. Oh. Hmm. Uh, no, which which is fine because it, it's it's the whole band and it's but yeah yeah he's a he was and he's a rough looking guy man he was <laughs> the scary looking one I remember as a little kid he's oh, like yeah. just this beast of a man in the background just you know beard hair never shaved or cut anything um, so just just a real cool real cool guy anyway that that's I don't mean to be a downer but that's that's what I'm bringing this no, week no. just a couple remembrances. Hey, we, 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 we we respect our elders here. You should check it out. Indeed, we pay, indeed. We, we pay Those that preceded, pave the way. It, you know, 
it's also it's it's sad to to note but biz marquee is like i could i was rattling off the other rappers who died at 50 in their 50s this year Mm -hmm. it's like dmx shock g mf doom um there's there's more i'm forgetting right now off the top of my head but it's it's a shame it's been a tough year yeah it's been a tough year tough year no doubt all right well uh yeah um so i uh yeah this week i stumbled on it's not a very well produced or not a high budget but it's new uh, um bio uh little biography or a documentary i should say about uh jaco pistorius that's only on youtube it's oh, not particularly dude. long that popped up on the mine lost too tapes yeah the lost tapes and yeah. uh and i watched it and you know he is without a doubt if i had to like top five most influential musicians for me i would have oh, to musicians not even bassists. Yeah. Just wow. musicians yeah, in general. No, no, he's so much more than a bassist to me. And like to me, he was such an important bridge from rock to jazz. And okay. uh, without without him, I don't even know if I could have really ever connected. So you mean personally, like for you, but, you he, know, he connected you over to jazz. Yeah, that's, I just mean like as far like if I had a Mount Rushmore of my that I, like of musicians that I could make for myself, he would definitely be one of them. You know, and so wow. I, nice. But what's interesting is that it's taken me more time. I, I was always obsessed with his debut recording, but this mm-hmm. second one, his second one, Word of Mouth, is one that I've come to appreciate more and more mm-hmm. uh, over the years. It starts with a song called Crisis, and uh, let's listen to that. Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> I can and, get down with that. Yeah, well, that's awesome. That's that's how he started that. Record. It's it's ironic because the rest of the record is actually far more accessible. Really, <laughs> but and and also this was like so yeah. I believe this was his second debut. Uh, sec, sorry, second record. Uh, I think with Sony. I believe was the um, label that he was on. But his first one was a really unexpected success. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So this, the, there were like a, there was like money going into this one, and people would be like, you know, kind of, all right, here comes the second success. You know, this guy's like the big deal. He's kind of like a Hendrix sh- yeah. figure almost. Mm-hmm. And then like they hear the first song, and it's that. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. But oh, then wow. after that, he, the next song is called Three Views from a uh, uh, Three Views of a Secret, which is just so gorgeous. And then uh, Liberty City, uh, and then a cover okay, of Blackbird, and it's it, it just goes it's. It's a really incredible uh, record. Definitely go listen to it, especially if you have the uh, ability. If 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 you have the sort of um, the openness to, uh, you know, kind of take in really like a true artist at his peak. Even yeah. though it's a little jarring at times, it's very very honest music. And uh, that guy, it um, it makes me emotional when I think about Jocko because what like just how all, it all just came crashing down in like the yeah. most horrific way. Uh, yeah. But. Even when he's like totally crazy, there's like footage of him playing with Toots Tielemans, the uh, harmonica player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and like some of that stuff, like is some of my favorite like music uh, videos that you can find. Or him with nice. Weather Report, with or, do, yeah. or with Joni Mitchell. You know, all that stuff mm-hmm. is so incredible. And um, so, would you recommend the lost the lost tapes? Was that was it good? 
Honestly, not if you're, if, if you've never, it's not a good primer if you're not familiar with Jocko. Okay. I would actually recommend the actual Jocko documentary that Robert Trujillo from Metallica produced. Uh, oh, wow. That came out a little while ago. It was on Netflix, but Netflix, but isn't on there anymore, I don't think. I would just go listen to Jocko, man. I mean, if you've never <laughs> listened to him, the guy is No, like I really appreciate you bringing him up because I, I. Freak. I haven't done a deep yeah. dive into, I haven't done a deep dive, I don't think, into, into Jocko. Dude. Maybe, oh maybe I, I probably you, last time I thought so about lucky. him was the last time you brought him up. I guess <laughs> yeah, I am. That's right. So fortunate. Yeah, you're, you're so lucky. It's because, a, get he, to hear it fresh. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it's such a, it, he is kind of like a Hendrix, and I don't want to go on and on because it's not even my topic today, but like, he is that Hendrix in the sense that he was like super hot for us for a couple of years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. in every way, like, but just absolute, like, no one will ever be able to make a bass sound like he did like people yeah, try it's crazy when that song that's started of, i thought it was a synth that, yeah, yeah one of those things but it's him it's like it's and, and honestly mm-hmm. it takes like it takes me two notes to recognize jocko and you can find yeah. you can find like they don't talk about this in the lost tapes documentary but you can find uh i we, we i've played it on this show little beaver like some mm-hmm. like the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the recordings he did before anyone knew who he was and it's still him you can still totally sound. immediately recognize him. And it's like, how many bass players can you really say that about? I, exactly. Right? Right. That's crazy. Yes. But, but he was so much more than that because he was an arranger, a piano player, like drummer. He could do it all. And he played in bands growing up in Florida. I could go on and on. I could spend three, four hours talking about Jacob Pistorius. But, uh, but we're not going to talk about Jacob Pistorius. We're going to talk about someone else. Okay. <laughs> Another legend. <laughs> Another legend. Indeed. This one goes by the name of John Mayer. John Mayer. John Mayer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's go down the John, John Mayer. Mayer right yeah. we, we haven't really discussed him much on this podcast, I don't believe. Now, John Mayer knows and plays with everyone. So I imagine this is, this we have to tread carefully. Is that correct, Greg? How are we doing? Well, <laughs> I listen, I, uh, you guys, you guys be honest. I, I may, uh, you know, I, I may hold back hold a little back. bit because okay. the thing the, I will tell I will I will, be, I will be totally honest that I could hold back in two diff- in various ways. <laughs> I may not give all of my praise. I may not give all of my I see. non-praise. Um, but you will temper your feet. I think that that's he, you know. Listen, I, I don't think he. Well, first of all, he doesn't care. So so, so there's definitely he clearly that. does not care. Yeah, I, he, I he doesn't care. Down. So that alone, and he's also someone who I know you. I know you're gonna laugh because, uh, but he's someone who I've actually like seen in person and actually like sh- you know I didn't have a conversation with him, but I shook hands with him once. He just kind of like popped up like one time at the airport randomly, one time at the thing, you know. And mm-hmm. when he first came out, I, I was like, tr- you know, kind of trying to figure out like how do you even get into the music business? And then here he was, this guy like our age. Mm-hmm. Kind of like killing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Mayor, he's like my arch enemy. <laughs> Mayor, you know? <laughs> Mayor. Not, not at all though. I, I actually like loved the record Room for Squares when that came out, and I learned a bunch of songs from it, and it got me uh, a lot of uh, like attention at the college parties. You know, there if you I busted go. out a John there Mayer song on the acoustic, yeah, sure. And I liked him more than Dave Matthews. Okay, I'll put it to you that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Okay. Um, it it, it, re- it it resonated with me more than Dave Matthews did for, for whatever reason, anyway. But so here we are, 20 years after that debut, or excuse me, it wasn't his debut, but it's, um, you know, that was uh, yeah, his, his second Yeah, the first album, one that became famous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so he's, a lot has happened. Yes. A lot's happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said some sort of controversial things. I think Gotten a little bit of trouble here and there, yeah. A little bit of, thing, you know, a little bit here and there. But he's also uh, joined pretty much joined the Grateful Dead, which was a little unexpected. Yeah. Um, And uh, he's dated a lot of various, you know, like models and singers that everybody knows. And, but then he's, he always ends up back to square one. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. I guess in that, anyway, that, that, that's how people have kind of um, a lot of different opinions about this guy, I guess. Some people think he's one of the greatest guitarists alive. Mm -hmm. And, now he has a signature model with Paul Reed Smith, and mm-hmm. he's um, he's pretty been pretty prolific in a lot of different areas. Yeah, I yes. will say. Yeah. and I, he just released his tenth album, right? His tenth yes. solo album. This new album. Uh, What's the, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we should listen to at least a clip of this new record before we go into talking about it. Sure. Can we get the title of it, or do you, you want to wait? The album is called Sob Rock. 
And okay. this oh, song somber. is called Jay. Which which clip did I give you? I'm I'm. I'm uh, you gave me "Shot in the Dark." That's a good one. "Shot in the Dark." Yeah. Let's let's give this a spin. We do takes way too long to get over you and remember the line we drew. But call me over and now I'm coming through. We're searching for the night together where we don't fall apart. Might be now and it might be never. It's just another shot in the Another shot in the dark And I wonder What it all means Strange conversation with you In my dreams And I don't know What I'm gonna do I've loved seven other women And they all were you We had a Miss the mark. So close your eyes now and take your chances. It's just another shot in the dark. It's just another huh. shot. Okay. Alright. So so what what do you guys think? Nick, what do you think about this? This whole album you? this whole album, I knew about this before it came out, and I was already very confused. Because confused this is how? Because there, there were songs on this that had been coming out over the past few years. Yeah. Oh, yes. And there, there had been, specifically, there was a video, music video that he put out for... Um, New Light? New Light, yes, thank you. New Light. Uh, there was a music video that came out uh, three years ago uh, called, it was for a song called New Light. And it is the most bizarre, obviously <laughs> like a satire of himself and or the genre or not. I have no idea. This whole thing <laughs> baffles me. So I would love to dive into this. What, how are we going to do this, Greg? How are we going to talk yeah. about this? Well, Jay's favorite uh, website, Pitchfork. Ah, yeah, I like this one. Yeah, they put out. Well, they put they put out a, a review of this album as they would. I and uh, I imagine you guys have actually read it. I think we should review this Pitchfork review. Yeah. Are you Are you saying that we're doing a review of the review? That's right. Let's go review we're the review. We're slamming a bit into this segment. This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. All right. So here we go. Review the review. John Mayer, Sob Rock Edition. So yes. let's start off with the score that Pitchfork gave it. A 6.1. 6.1. That that is yeah, a D minus. Well, that in, in Pitchfork terms, I don't know. That's a B. I don't know. What does that B. mean? I think it's a B. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It what is, does it mean? It is a, it is a curve, right? Yeah. It's a, there's, a, there's, there's a weird curve in the Pitchfork world because let's face it, like you know, anything that's nine to ten is, uh, I, I don't know. The hipsters I, I, love I, it. I, yeah, the hipsters love it, and this is definitely not something that's geared towards hipsters, or is it? Or is it? Maybe no it's so hip what's going on that only the hipsters can like. It. <laughs> Nick, that, Nick has no idea what's going on. Nick, did did this review help you in any way? Figure out what's going on. I found this review. I found the sentiments expressed within this review to resonate. The the uh, the confusion. The he you know kind of is joking on one side, but then quite serious on the other, and you can't really find where he's trying to land, except that he's maybe trying to get both best of both worlds, so that if somebody says. Hey, this is garbage. He can say, "Ha ha! I meant for you to think that." Um, <laughs> right. Somebody else says, "This That's is a brilliant." He he can say, "Aha!" But I yes, I is it though? Yeah. Or, I don't know. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Who I mean. me? <laughs> Who me? Um, <laughs> so, and the more that I've read about it, the more interviews I've read of his, and and I did I watched uh, upon Jay's recommendation, 
a Zane Lowe uh, Apple Music yes. interview. Yeah, I fig- figured you guys would end would find that one on your own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the more confused I got, because he that gets really he more? gets real. Well, no, Jay. I think you had a succinct way of putting it. But as far as what where he is in his head, yes, I'm more confused as to how hmm. this album came about. And um, I don't know, Jay. Thoughts? Uh Gosh, there's so much. I feel like that that there's stuff that we're not saying about this album that I'm just going to go ahead and say for those oh, of you, you if you haven't you heard you the you album. Do you? You do you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like a conscious, like everything from the cover to like his, uh, you know, look in the music videos to the sounds to the artists that he chose to make this album with him. It's it's a s- very conscious attempt to make an a late '80s middle-aged adult contemporary rock album correct in the vein of someone like a phil collins or don henley Mm -hmm. eric clapton like all it's made to sound like it came out in the middle of the 80s -hmm. um right and so that's weird uh from a guy who is only 43 years old and has had a lot of ups and downs but a lot of successes in his careers and has kind of over, like, I think, overcome, like, the issues that he had when he was young where he wasn't, he felt like he wasn't being taken seriously as an artist. They thought, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's overcome that. And, you know, his time with the Grateful Dead has really done a lot to bolster his reputation. I think everybody sure now accepts him as, like, a respectable artist who's had some staying power and can write a good song and mm-hmm. has stuff to say. So why when, why would you come out now and release an album that's almost like a joke? But it's not. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it it's a strange or is step it? for any artist to make. So, hmm. with that being said, like the Pitchfork review, I thought it was weird because it is such a low rating for the album. But they really didn't have bad things to say about it, other than some of the l- lyrics being a little corny or cliche. Okay. Like yeah. it, it didn't like the score didn't match the bulk of 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 the review really the, the hmm. characterizations yeah i actually did i actually did like this album i listened to me it twice. Too. like me too i did enjoy <laughs> it but almost as a novelty right I, like i couldn't tell if i was enjoying the album or the novelty of the album okay like, i hadn't i hadn't I think, it, I think it stands up but greg what do you what do you think of well of let me the ask you guys a question and i'll start i'll start i'll start with you jay uh and, okay. and if you if you know we're, we're gonna judge this review which we haven't really gotten into the the quotes from it, just the score. But Jay, what if without the '80s production, would these songs stand on their own? I think so, definitely. Okay, Nick, what do you think? Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Would you rather hear them without the '80s production, Nick? Uh, that's too hard to say. I would say that that as intended is the way I'm li- willing to listen to them. Right, Jay, what do you think? Uh, personal preference, I would prefer it without the 80s synth keyboards. But that's just a personal preference. Yeah, that's cool. Um, No, but this was produced by Don Waz, and he had Mm -hmm. uh, Pino Palladino on it. Um, Mm -hmm. Greg Philinganis, who Mm -hmm. I actually did have a little run-in once. Philinganis. uh, um, You got to meet him, too. Jesus. I did get to meet him once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's get him but, on. Uh, he's a nice guy. <laughs> I, I, uh, I did uh, catch an interview with him once, and I don't know if he, this was his approach during this record, but he, was, he always he said in this old interview, this is the keyboardist now that I'm talking about, this guy played on Thriller. Yeah. Um, and uh, he would say, like, oh, I actually like using presets that come with the keyboard. <laughs> Like he really? doesn't actually go in and like change the tweak it himself or sculpt yeah. his tone. He just kind of goes funny. with whatever's on there, and uh, and yet he's super successful. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he's in there. Um, even Don was I met. <laughs> I had to deliver <laughs> something to his room. I had to deliver his acoustic bass to his room at Nam. All right. It's, it's his hotel nice. room. Yeah, it was real grunt work. <laughs> it was that the thing was heavy. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, so that so now John Mayer, he's got he, he's got his team. He does his '80s production. He's got his his 
I don't want to call them typical John Mayer songs because you know he's, but, but they kind of are. I mean, yeah. that's kind of one of the things. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 something that he's constructed. I'm not saying it's a typical love song or it's a typical. Saying there's such a thing as a typical John Mayer song is actually praise. You know, mm-hmm. because he, yeah, he's got he his own sound. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got and, and he's got his sort of own his own lyrical things that he likes to not yeah. repeat, but it's like a certain kind of like just a twinge of humor, yeah. twinge of it's sadness. A, it's a clever self awareness. Yeah, yeah, and so anyway, it, I feel like this review is actually really solid because it it does what I how it reflects how I feel about it, which is I don't feel comfortable praising this record because it it's like what is it doing exactly. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been done before, either in John Mayer's universe or the '80s universe. That is like the production and styling of it, like the lens that we're seeing it through. Mm-hmm. So, what is it? You know, and and it's it's it, it the details and the and the whole marketing and the rollout. It's almost like that is the album. Like the music is secondary. That's, I that's definitely what, agree. That's with that. the problem I have with it. I <laughs> yes. have a but. But at the same time, it's like, this is, you know, this is a business and, um, you know, he can, you know, if this is going to work for him and it's going to work for the fans, his fans, his hardcore fans, then there it is. And I've, I've actually seen a, lo- a really positive response in the musical community to it so far. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Among the, among the music, among the players that I know. Interesting. Um, so, so I'll give this review an eight. Okay. You get the review an Just eight? Just as okay. far as like. Yeah. Yeah, because because I just agree, I agree with it, and you know they, they they're it, it's it's all it's all too cohesive to like just pull quotes from. I feel like so you could just read it itself, but uh, I'll I'll just jump to the last paragraph. He'll say Mayer's insight suggests that at the heart of sob rock lies a desire not to just satisfy himself but actually delight himself mm-hmm. to elicit a new enthusiasm for his work. What other metric could there be for a John Mayer album in 2021? If he doesn't clear that bar, then really, what does he have? So. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's harsh. I think that's really harsh. What other metric could there be for a John Mayer album in 2021? Oh, I don't know. It could be like musically a little bit more adventurous. You know, he could be like assembling a new team of musicians to like try something different. Sure. Anything could be the bar. bar, Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Um, Um, No, I just, I I do feel like I've been, I was talking to a couple different people about this. I do feel like, I do feel like this is the right time for this. Why is that? Like, it, I, I don't know because there, because the like the line between what's real and what's not, and whose truth is the truth. Like, the, like his characterization of his process. That he, he's got a quote that's in this when he, that he says, uh, I'm, ma- "I'm making this record right now, and I'm laughing out loud, and I'm not even sure if it's because I think it's great or because I think it's insane." Um, I don't know. That feels right for today. <laughs> okay. All right. Like that. <laughs> that id. Yeah. The, like. The like I, I can't tell where seriousness starts and what what part of this was a joke, or, or which lyric right. was a joke, which one made you laugh, which versus which one actually came from like a sad place. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I feel like in so much of this just comes down to like, I think John Mayer is just such an interesting person, uh, in general, just because of. No, there's a lot of reasons, but he just takes himself so damn seriously and tries so hard to, hey, to like, come off like he's not taking himself seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you watch that Apple TV interview, like I was saying to you last night, Nick, it, it it's like something out of Spinal Tap. Because the interviewer is, like, trying to, like... <laughs> I, that, that I can see, yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it, it's two of the most self-important people in the room together. Like, mm-hmm. and the interviewer is just trying to, like build him up and and John Mayer just takes everything so goddamn seriously but tries yeah. to act like he doesn't and but in that last paragraph it's funny cuz i think it kind of distills it and i think this is a pull from that from that apple tv from interview, that interview but yeah i want to get in trouble i want someone to tell me that this is a album and it's called mm-hmm. sob rock because it's a post but then pitchfork goes to response to that but it's not and it's not even all that provocative, right. which is where I'm at. Like, <laughs> which is why so I found this right. this review so resonant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he yeah. thinks uh, I'm just going to throw something out there. I'm going to make it 80 sounding so that people have something to talk about. You know, because I don't even care. Mm-hmm. You know, people can think about it, but he really, 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 really does care. I mean, <laughs> I, 
before I get you guys' uh, scores, because I want, I want to tally up the score and get an average, but I didn't even intend for this, but just l- circling back to the first thing I played for you guys, like mm-hmm. that is provocative. Starting an album with like a 10-piece like avant-garde. The like, Jaco piece. Yeah. Yes, the Jaco piece. <laughs> yes. That, like we're still talking about that. I, yes. I, you mm-hmm. know, people are still discovering that and being like, this is insane, you know? Right. Um, right. Not to compare, it's apples and oranges, you know? John right. Mayer's not trying to be Jaco Pistorius, but, but John he's trying Mayer's, to be provocative. John Mayer's putting on yeah. a Miami Vice jacket, you know, and yes. making his his album cover look like it's from 1989, and he thinks that's provocative. And making a music world. video like, where he's wearing a purple sweater and, like, fake jogging over a crappy green screen. Right. Which I find hilarious. But then yes. I'm, I'm confused when he says, no, 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 I'm kind of also serious. Right. right. What? But then so, he'll do something yeah. like go on tour with... The Grateful Dead and do a really right. good job of it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is, th- that's something that takes a lot of balls and a lot of courage to do. And I think yeah. he, he has proven that and he can a lot do of skill, those things. You know, like, I this, mean, it's, it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, The Grateful Dead has a huge catalog and he learned it all. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. No, he's, he's a prolific it. dude and, and interesting. Now, I, I, like, net, net, uh, net score would be like i love this guy because he just it's fascinating to like try to get in his head and and yeah and and he's prolific as hell yeah um or or keeps busy and plays with all sorts of people and yeah i just wish and this is something that it's not fair for me as a fan to expect this from an artist but like john mayer like you've always he can clearly do incredible things live but he's just never made an album outside of continuum which is a fantastic album in my opinion, mm-hmm. he's never mm-hmm. made an album that is really like wowed anybody. I don't think, and I think that, like, that's the challenge, John. There is like, make something that really pushes your boundaries. Yeah, to mm-hmm. me, I think I think that's yeah. a good point. We're listening. How about that? Yeah. Challenge yeah. extended. There you go. Yeah, yeah. John, if you're listening, impress us. Yeah. <laughs> Entertain um, us. Entertain <laughs> us. To, to review the review. I mean, yes. I, I would give it a six point five. Um, All right, but I didn't. I didn't hate it, and I, th- I honestly thought they were going to pan it much more savagely than they actually ended up doing. Yeah, so. especially given the numerical six point one. Right. <laughs> if the six one wasn't there, Jay, what would you give the the written review? Would you still? Does oh, that six five somewhere account for in the, the sevens, seven? Okay. Seven or something. Okay. It just didn't, it didn't line up with the score. You felt. yeah, it just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Got That's it. All. You were hoping for a bloodbath. I really kind of was. I yeah. <laughs> uh, do. Yeah, we know you. All right, how about you, Nick? Well, Pitchfork is the truth, so I mean, I, it's whatever, you know, like 10. Ten? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll no say, it's just I'll, an NA say, from Nick. It's not, uh, not eight worth five. Re- yeah. Not Yeah, it's not, not relevant. Cause right, we got 8, 5, 6, 5. So 25. We got uh, 8.2. That's mental uh, math for you, kids. Is that, is that, how's that? Did, right, check, I'm check not going to challenge you on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give it an 8.2. That's eight pretty five, good. So that's pretty, that's well done, Pitchfork. Let's see, let's see how close I got. 8.5, uh, 8.6.5. You were off. It's 7, seven uh, and 2 thirds. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. Oh, so, no, no, sorry. I, I, I was taking mine in, in, into account as a 10. I was thinking 25 divided by 3. It's all good. Uh, anyway, anyway. So that. there you have it. Yeah. It was a 23 divided by 3. Well, there thank you, you for yeah, bringing seven, it up, yeah, Greg. Seven, seven. That was actually, All right. I, I just wanted to discuss this album, but you beat me to the punch on this one. So I'm just glad we oh. got a chance to talk about this because this has been well, endlessly he, fascinating way, for me. Yeah, right on. And uh, hey, you know, like, wish I, I'll, let's just say I hope, I hope that people enjoy what's out, what, you know, what's getting put out there and uh, yeah. maybe I'll even cross paths with him again and uh, I'll, I'll tell him not to listen to this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You should not or check Disney, out the episode you know? where we talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he'll Then he'll actually listen to it, you know? I love it when people tell me terrible things about my music. So, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Jay, well, we go bang Taylor we got Swift now. Cool. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Pitchfork and reviews, okay. uh, one of my favorite bands just got a review in Pitchfork for their brand new album, Exit Wounds, The Wallflowers. Oh. Were reviewed oh. in Pitchfork. Did you, you guys okay. see that review? This is not Did another not. review. The review, but they no. gave it a seven, which I Ooh. think for a Wallflowers album from Pitchfork is that's know, pretty remarkable. Yeah, it is. It is. So I uh, wanted to talk just briefly about the new album. Uh, wanted to play. This is the opening track off of that album. 
It's called Maybe Your Heart's Not In It. No more. Stephen Thomas Irwin. He wrote the Pitchfork review? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, bro. I didn't even catch that. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> this was this was Jay, Jay's early uh, music review nemesis. Yeah. He used to uh, write all the reviews that music. I would hate for allmusic.com. Allmusic.com. That's right. Man, that's, that's where we go for He's following me around. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, did you guys get a chance to listen to this album at all? Have not. But not I yet. Well, but... That that that's last track sounds good, and it says it's produced by Butch Walker. He's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, it's it's really great. I'm un, I'm unapologetically a huge Wallflower fan. It's kind of the band that I would love to have. Like that's, mm. it's exactly but, the kind of music I love, and the kind of I love the way it's presented as well. Jay, I, I remember you distinctly saying like one headlight is like one of the worst songs you've ever heard. Am I wrong about that? I can't imagine me ever saying that. I've never... Dude, I... Every time I hear that song, I think about you and how much you hated it. And now you're telling me... I'm so confused. I'm even more confused about this record than the John Mayer one. I just had an idea of of saying, can you roll the tape? And then, Jay, you just going ahead and saying, One Headlight is the worst song ever, as if that was conclusive proof and that being funny. But I don't think it it works. Anyway, proceed. I just wish I I had a recording now of him saying that. Yeah, no, I don't think I would say that. It's possible. There may have been booze involved. I'm not sure. Well, they're definitely. Uh, No, I've liked the World Towers for a long time. And, and, And even, you know, they're still not, they're not going to be ever like the coolest band in the world. But I don't know. I, I like a guy who is. He stayed kind of steadily committed to doing this kind of music. Um, this is a completely different lineup than the last Wallflowers album, which was back in 2012. Mm-hmm. But it still sounds like a Wallflowers album just because of Jacob Dylan and the, his kind of pretty laid-back delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a good lyricist. The music's good. Like It's really well-produced. Except for one headline. Walker did a great job. I don't know. I don't know. I, he's one of those they guys that... Um, I don't know. It's It's a good... To me, reminder that you know you can make it in the music industry. Now, granted, he had a lot of success early on, and he had a pretty famous father to give him a you know a leg up, if you will. But he's always been pretty consistent yeah. in saying that it, he didn't get any yeah. help from his dad doing nah, any of he doesn't, this. He doesn't. He's never been one to leech off his dad. It seems right. And, yeah. uh, from, and so anyone you know, who I, I, anyone who doesn't know uh, Jacob Dylan, the, the singer and songwriter, and Wallflowers is Bob Dylan's son. Yeah, right. right. In case you didn't know that, just, just <laughs> as a, just as a, that's what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he's a great lyricist and uh, you know cool guy. So I don't know. It's a great mm-hmm. album. Um, definitely top three Wallflowers albums, I think. So check it out. Nice. nice. Okay. How many have there been? Ten, something like that. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. No yeah. idea. The, uh, yeah. There's right. definitely the original- some hit. 
there's some hits and misses. Yeah, but sure. uh, this is this is one of the better ones, I think. The uh, original lineup featured uh, on drums someone that I met in LA, and this guy named Mario Calire. Okay, mm. and uh, he was also in Ozomotli. Oh wow! I don't know okay, if you ever know that band? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I met him. I was I did a wedding with him. Nice. Like, yeah, I played in Wallflowers. I was like. You like <laughs> that was yeah. you. And then I went, I, I went back. I went back, and there he is. You know, it's like MTV. Like, well, like when they first came out, I'm like, that's Mario. Holy smokes! You know, he's an awesome drummer. So good. Some solid beats. Yeah, absolutely. Su- su- super nice. Su- very knowledgeable about music, and mm-hmm. just a friendly, funny guy. Might, I might even ask him to come on. That would be awesome. Would be I, I, didn't, cool. I, I honestly did not realize that you were such a huge fan, Jay. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have a feeling he 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 might do it. So cool. Stay tuned for that. Hey, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to chat with the Wallflowers drummer. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic so stuff. Uh, I just got a couple other things, uh, random things that have popped up. Have you guys checked out the new Paul McCartney documentary or docu series on Hulu? No, no. I've Man, only heard uh, good things though. Yeah, well, Hulu. I get you know. I don't Who know. Knew? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> yeah, they've been do- producing a bunch of good documentaries. We talked about the Summer of Soul last last week, uh, and this week it's um, the name of the the series is Three Two One with Paul McCartney, and all it is is uh, Rick Rubin and Paul McCartney. I assume it's in Shangri La, Rick Rubin's studio. They just go back and listen to original master tracks of both Beatles songs and Wings songs, really? and they break them down, which is just great. I mean, now a lot of these things, like if you're into the Beatles, you've heard a lot of these stories before, but what's neat mm-hmm. about it is like Rick gets him to kind of, gets Paul to kind of dissect the stories a little bit further than he's, he, I think he's used to. Maybe digs into the lore and gets some of the backstory yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Because, like, you know, if you get to be Paul McCartney, you've been telling these stories for, like, what, 50, 60 years at this point. And you've been such a legend that anyone believes anything that you say. No one really pushes back on you. So you've kind of, like, mm-hmm. made your own kind of encapsulated versions of, like, oh, so what was it like to write Penny Lane? You know, he has, like, a little potted story that he tells for right, that right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but rick actually you know they go through and they they listen to the track by track you know breakdowns of these songs and then like oh who played that fill like who did this who did that and it, and it gets paul to kind of light up and open up a little bit more so nice. it's it's really cool, cool. so I you mean, liked it you, you did like it oh yeah yeah it, it's great it's great um i haven't finished it i'm on episode four or five now but it, it moves really quick. It's it's got something for everybody. They do deep. They do dive a little bit deeper than I expected them to on some of the minutia of the track. But getting to hear Paul talk about what was going on at the time, what they were thinking, how the certain songs came together, and especially the stuff with Wings, because I'm I've never really done a deep dive on Wings or any of his, yeah. you know, seventies materials. So that's that's neat to see. But the thing I think that stuck with me the most is like remembering how incredible and influential a bass player Paul McCartney is. Mm. Yes, he's a really I mean, good bass player, man. You listen to those isolated Beatles tracks with the bass, like, mm-hmm. it's incredible. It's so melodic mm-hmm. and, like, different shapes and really reshapes a song just with yeah. his... And the, yeah. the Never just holding down the root. Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, <laughs> d- like, Day in the Life is one of my favorites. I remember mm-hmm. having to transcribe that for someone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, wow, this is neat. And then I found out that he, like, recorded it. It's, like, one of the last things, one of the last tracks they put down on that song. It's so backwards. Like, now you would never, like, oh, wait yeah. until oh, the yeah. end to put the bass on. <laughs> yeah. The vocals were already done. Wow. You know, like, he's putting, he's putting the bass down at the end. I'm like, what? Anyway. Yeah. And he, he's talking about uh, the song Yesterday. And he's like, you know, that that song actually came to me in a dream. Like, he woke up from a dream and had the melody. And, you know, he had to remember it because he didn't have a tape recorder. So he went to the piano and, like, learned it. And he's like, that's got it. That's too good to be my own song. Like, that Mm -hmm. must be a song. So he took it to John Lennon. And he's like, what song is this? He's like, oh, I don't know. Think Joe's, mate. And then uh, he's like, no, there's no way. This must be something that my dad taught me or something. And he took it to George Martin and got the same response. And like, nope, I think it's yours. And 
and so when people ask him about like oh so paul do you believe in magic he's like i have to believe in magic because <laughs> that song just appeared out of nowhere in my dream and somehow i remembered it you know and wow. that's like yeah it's, it's cool it's it's really cool docuseries that's freaking so cool yeah man so he's a legend is indeed and rick rubin man he's been doing some great stuff on that that thing he started with malcolm gladwell the broken record podcast yeah i i actually believe that this is probably came from that or they decided this is bigger than yeah. this podcast yeah but yeah. yeah his i think it must be because of all those broken record interviews that he's done that his his interview his style is really really good yeah. he's able to get Paul to, to get into it a little bit more. Which I think a good music producer has the capacity to kind of pull that out from an artist anyway. Yeah, yeah um, right. So it's kind of innate to the to the job he's he's been known for. Um, but it is cool to hear him to hear him in his conversational yeah conversation with all these artists. Yeah, yeah, he's he's rad. Obviously, so that's he has cool. been for a long time. Very cool. I'll have to go. I'll have to go listen to that. Sir Paul is not my favorite Beatle, but um, he's not uh, your favorite Beatle, huh? He's not my favorite Beatle, but, uh, but he's all right. He's definitely <laughs> made some really cool. You know, it's just like you're listening to Day in the Life, and it's like, you know, it's like all the stuff that I love about the Beatles, and then. Ring, and then it's the stuff that I don't Wake like up. about the Beatles. <laughs> and then it's a freaking Monty Python. Yep. And now, yeah, and now, and now all of a sudden you're on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, but. But it's, listen, I recognize how, you know, yesterday I don't feel that way about. It's all, uh, Blackbird is, Mm -hmm. without a doubt, one of the things I like. I mean, that's like my bread and butter when it comes to teaching, you know? And I have, like, I've worked out a really nice uh, arrangement that I give to everyone with, like, Mm -hmm. all all the things you need to know to be able to play that. And it's just such a metric for, like, how someone is doing on guitar, if they can play that or not. Right. So... Uh, you know, and he and he was a bassist, so it's like he's been obviously so prolific, and he's always know, he's been a, my he's always been my favorite Beatle, just because oh, I identify okay. with him the most. He's kind of the right. straight up and down Paul, you know, and like <laughs> right, <laughs> but uh, yeah, incredible, incredible talent. Yeah, no doubt. Yes, no doubt. And I didn't know this either. Did you know? I, I mean, everyone knows that he can play guitar, and he's a really good guitar player, but he never had. He did. He had never played bass before the Beatles, right. and it, they went to Hamburg. This is before uh, George joined the band. So they're ten thousand hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, um, and their bass player quit, or something like that. Stu Sutcliffe quit, and then well, somebody's got to play bass. And basically, John was like, "Well, I'm not playing bass." And so I was like, "Well, okay, I'll give it a shot." And then. The rest is history, but he never yeah. wanted to be a bass player. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that I think that might be, I don't know, it's not typical, certainly, but, I, you know, over the years you find out, you yeah. know, and even myself uh, in certain situations, I'll be like, hey, I'll, I'll do it if you, you sure. know. Because I can play a bass, <laughs> you know, I, I have a bass and I've worked on the bass and sometimes I actually practice on bass instead of guitar because... I have to think differently. I have to think more minimally. I can't, yeah. you know, I don't worry about chords. You know, mm-hmm. I still think about harmony, but I, but I don't, I'm, I'm not thinking about the certain shapes that I don't have to think about. And then I remember having like a breakthrough on bass, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, and then being able to kind of bring that back to guitar. You know? Nice. Being, nice. Oh, I, I, for some reason, like, like I was trying to figure out how to solo over giant steps, which is a really tricky song to improvise over. And I mm-hmm. couldn't, I mean, for years, you know, on guitar, just like sometimes I'd get it, sometimes I wouldn't. I couldn't do it at the tempo I wanted, you know. And then finally, I was playing bass, and I was, I was like, I can do it on bass. Why can't I do it on guitars? Interesting. Like, the, the the matrix is a little. You know, it's because of that B string, Jay. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> all, you know, I all sure of a sudden, do. Like, <laughs> Half step off. Right? Yeah, I know, and it's but it's just like when you're trying to play at that tempo, and you're trying yeah. to remember all these different shapes. But then you know. Anyway, it's it's uh, it's it's obviously um, what Paul ended up doing with the bass is uh, I, I don't know about revolutionary, but he's definitely he's another cornerstone of bass yeah. um, mm-hmm. for sure. And I think that maybe it's because he was bringing the harmony that he had kind of uh, internalized on guitar to the bass. Yes. I think so. Um, yeah. Yep. And the he also play, I mean he also yeah. plays he he, may, he plays a great keyboard. Um, I'm sure he could probably play the shit out of the drums. So. Actually, isn't that one of the quotes from the Beatles? Like when when uh, they asked Paul, like, "Oh, don't do you think 
Ringo is the best drummer in the world. And he's like, Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I had heard that before, but that's pretty that's, good. That's funny. Yeah, that's a, that's a classic. All right, cool. Last thing, guys, before I let you go. I know you guys, huge Bruce Springsteen fans, just like myself. I just wanted to play a quick... I, I just want to play a quick clip from one of his most iconic songs. We're going to do a little bit of a lyrics quiz here. Okay, oh. so we're just going to... I'm just going to play the opening bars to Thunder Road, and then I'm going to ask you both a question about what you hear. So just try to remember okay. so what, what you hear. Okay. Here we go. Lambs, Mary's dress waves Like a vision she dances across the porch as the radio plays Alright, okay. you all hear that, all right. Arkham? Mm-hmm. I heard, I got a lot of it, but there's that second line, I'm not... Okay, uh, Nick, you want to try to recite what you just heard, please? Uh, this, as the screen door opens... Um, screen door slams? Yep, screen door slams... Mary something something. Mary's dress. Greg, what did you hear? Ah, uh, zoned out. <laughs> I don't listen to the lyrics. <laughs> Jay, will you play it again? I'd I, like I to will play it just, just from that, play- that part there. Yeah, now I got it this time. The screen door slams. Mary's dress waves. Mary's dress waves. Mary's dress waves. Greg. Mary's. I mean that. That's. It sounded like Mary's dress waves to me. But okay. I, but I don't know if that's quite what it is. Well, you're not alone in that. I have always heard it as the screen door slams. Mary's dress waves. I, Which I, is a nice illusion, like the wind generated. Oh, sure, absolutely. From outside. Yeah. yeah I've, I've sung it that way as a cover version for mm-hmm. years and years and years and years and years. Uh, it's actually written in the. Born to Run lyric liner notes as Mary's Dress Waves. Okay. Uh, it's in his official lyric books as Mary's Dress Waves. Okay. So, but guys, got, I'm so here to tell you that, that is it's wrong. Conclusive. What? <laughs> it's wrong. According to whom? John Landau, Springsteen's hmm. manager. This has been backed up by Springsteen himself. So, Springsteen the, is confirmed. Those were all typos. It is not waves. The correct lyric is Mary's Dress Sways. Sways. Oh. Okay. Alluding to the same thing. <laughs> this is just one of those things. Like, when you, you get to be as big of an artist as Bruce Springsteen is, you can get internet trolls arguing over whether or not it's Sways or Waves. Reddit, Reddit. Yeah. Something I, I never gave two thoughts about, but it, there have, it has been confirmed that those okay. were all typos and it's actually mary's dress sways so not wa- okay so not waves sways mary's dress sways which okay. it does rhyme with the next line as the radio plays yes so anyway true, just want to let you all know that usa today has a whole big long article about it given the history of of the controversy uh but it has been settled um so thank god we can all rest easy and, and yeah. go to finally go to yeah. I look forward to finally getting <laughs> exactly. a good night's sleep. It's been a long time. <laughs> right and uh, Steve Van Zant, the uh, Springsteen's guitar player, mm-hmm. actually weighed in on Sylvia. the whole controversy on, tri- uh, yeah. on Twitter as well, just uh, the other day, saying, yeah. Oy vey, get all this Bruce lyric shit out of my feed, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia, Sylvia from The Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Look, tone. <laughs> Anyway. All, right. all right, so with that, boys, that's all I got. Uh, I think well done, right? we're getting wrapped up here. Greg, why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us, please? Yeah, find us on Facebook and Instagram. You should check it out. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. Send us an email at yscio_podcast at gmail.com and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Like Beautiful. a pro. <laughs> yeah, and while you're on Spotify, check out our official playlist. It's got all of our songs on it that, that we've been playing since the beginning of the whole thing. 
why a CIO official soundtrack. Search for it on Spotify. Uh-huh. I'll let you follow it. Or go to you should check it out.com slash playlist. In oh that's there right. It is. I forgot. Yeah, I always there forget about you should check it out.com. That should be the first thing I should that's say. The thing Blast. I manage and pay for. Next yep. time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just send me a Zoom a, a, a Venmo request. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns out Greg's been collecting this whole time. Son of a damn. Yeah. He's always what hustling. The? Always hustling. Hey now. Yeah. Keep hustling. All right. All right, boys. Well, Greg, safe travels. Enjoy yes. the south Thank you, guys. and the east and the north and wherever else you're headed this next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Good show. And without be, any uh, further ado, boys, we'll see you next week. How about it? Beautiful. Peace. Have Peace. A good one.